Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Today is May 16th, 17th. And this is the day. It's 2021. It's what, Monday? Thank you guys so very much for joining in to my morning Bible study podcast. Hi, my name is Arthur Pearlie Martin, and I dropped in briefly because you know I just got to know. I want to talk to us about being fruitful. How do we bear fruit? How many of you know that it brings our Father great pleasure, brings glory to our Father when we bear much fruit? Are you being fruitful? Yes, I had to ask it. I had to know. But guess what? We're getting ready to dig into this issue in just one moment. But we're going to pray first. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us. Lord God, we just thank you for giving us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Father God, we thank you for giving us eyes to see. We we thank you, Father, for imparting into us your spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. For you said, blessed is he that can hear, and blessed is he that can see. We consider ourselves blessed and highly favored by you, Father God. And we just thank you that as we come together right now, that you are in the midst of us. For you said, where two or three are joined together, there you are. And Father God, we just thank you for your rhema word that as I open my lips, that you will speak through these lips of clay. Okay, we're getting ready to get in this word right here, right now, and right today. Are you being fruitful? I had to ask, I had to ask, because remember Jesus said that the way we'll know his, uh, the way we'll know each other, his disciples, is by the the fruit that we bear, right? He want, he said, you'll know them by the fruit that you bear. Matthew 7, 16 says, you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from a thorn bush or figs from thistles? Jesus said, you're going to know them by their fruit. And we definitely got to be able to recognize what's true and what's false. Uh, in this season, in every season of our lives, actually, but we have to be able to discern and to be able to distinguish what's God and what's not. So Jesus said, I don't want to cause you to be judges of people, but I do want you to be able to inspect the fruit. So Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. How many of you know that we were born again? The Bible tells us that we were born again, but not of uh, incorruptible Uh, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God. We were born again by the spirit of God. And what that means is that when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we, we confessed it with our mouth, but we believed it with our heart. When we believed it with our heart, that seed was planted in the, in the, in our heart, our heart. How many of you know that our heart is like a fresh pot of soil? When you get time out, please read the parable of the sower because the parable of the sower, it tells us that the word of God is the seed. The word of God is the seed. And, and Jesus said, I will, I'm the sower. He sows the word into our heart. The seed is God's word. Luke 8, 11. Read the parable of the sower. Luke, Luke 8, uh, 11 through 15. It says, um, now this is the beginning of the parable of the sower. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. The seed is, I, I want to read, I just want to read um, Luke 8 and uh, 11 
through 12. It says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word, right? We just said that the seed is God's word. And so every time that we receive God's word, we have to believe it to receive it. So when we hear the word and we believe the word, we receive the word. Uh, When we receive the word, it goes down off on the inside of our heart and it becomes part of our belief system. A lot of, so I'm going to read this whole parable. It says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seed that falls on the footpath represents, excuse me, the seed that fells on, fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. So how does the devil steal the word? Here the devil wants to steal the word. He steals it when we don't understand it, when translation says, right? Um, But he steals the word here because they don't believe. So he's able to steal the word through unbelief. So when people, when we're not bearing fruit, one of the reasons we're not being fruitful when we hear a word is because we don't believe the word. Let's not confuse knowing the word as believing the word because we know a lot of things. I hear a lot of things, but everything I hear, I don't believe. Okay. So it's a difference in knowing the word and uh, believing the word. So when we don't believe what the word of God says, here it says that they, they didn't, because they didn't believe the word, they couldn't be saved. So when we have loved ones and people that we know that don't want to get saved, it's because they don't believe the word. And the reason they don't believe the word is because the devil is coming to steal the word. So we hear, I'm, I'm emphasizing the scripture once again, because I want us to see that the seed is God's word. And our hearts is like the fresh pot of soil, because it says the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts. So where was the word planted? It was it was planted in their heart, okay? The word of God is planted in our heart. Everything is planted in our heart. That's why Proverbs 4.23 tells us that we need to guard our heart because out of it flows the issues of our life or out of it flows everything we do. Keep perverse speech far from us. You know, we need to guard our heart, guard what we hear, guard what we say, keep our heart pure. Um, so the, the enemy came and he stole the word. He stole the word through unbelief. So unbelief not only keeps us, from, uh, it keeps us from being unfruitful, but it keeps us from being able to believe what God is saying, right? So when we don't believe the word, it's because of doubt, excuse me, doubt and unbelief. So this is the enemy doing this. So we can't bear fruit without the word, right? Because the word is a seed. And the seed is within itself and it will produce after its own kind. Genesis 1.11 says, and, uh, and, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. So the seed is within itself. And this is why Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. Because with the seed, we, we were born again uh, of, of, of the seed that we were born again is, is not going to perish. First Peter 1 23 says, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. We were born again by the seed of God, by the word of God. In other words, when we accepted Jesus Christ, he tells us in Ezekiel 
he did the first heart surgery. He said he took out the stony heart and then he gave us a heart of flesh. So he took out the stony heart and he gave us his heart of flesh filled with his desires. So when we have the heart of God, we would, we shall be producing fruit of the spirit, right? So the fruits of the spirit, they're on the inside of us. Patience, love, kindness, gentle. Those fruits are in us. So when Jesus said you're going to know them by their fruit, we're going to know them by their behavior. Is the, is, the, is the behavior godly? Is the behavior good? Or is the behavior evil? This is where we can be distinct. We're able to distinguish. Prayerfully, God, we ask that you have to give us the ability to discern. Because it can even be a good thing and then not be a God thing also because Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light, right? So our prayer is that God will help us to discern, to distinguish the difference between good and evil, right from wrong, so we can recognize the spirit that's in operation. Because there's, you know, the devil, even Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. So what makes the gift not good? The gift is not good when the motive and the intent is not right. Right. Jesus said to the Pharisees, how can you be an evil, say good things? Right. So he was talking about, they obviously said something good. So he was talking about your motive and the intent. Your, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Even though what you said sound like it was good, it wasn't good because your motive for saying what you were saying was not good. <laughs> That's the gifts of the spirit operating there. The word of knowledge, the discerning of the spirits. It's letting you know the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and it does know the intents of the heart. The word of God does. No man knows the spirit of a man except the heart of a man except the spirit of the man. The Holy Spirit, he can let you know. He can give you a word of knowledge. He can give you a word of knowledge. The apostle Paul said to Ananias, why have you allowed Satan to enter into your heart to make you tell a lie? He was talking about the intention of a heart, but he was also discerning the spirit because it said, in other words, he was saying it was a devil that had you to tell this lie to come here to try to be deceitful. And God was giving him words of knowledge also to let him know exactly. No, this is exactly what happened. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you what happened. That's a word of knowledge. He was letting them in on something. It was a revelatory gift. Revelatory gifts are gifts that allow you to see, that expose it, uncover. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, the prophetic word. Um, uh, um, Those are revelatory gifts. They're allowing you to see something, um, letting you in on something, letting you know stuff. Okay? So, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put it all here together, but I'm going to flow. I'm going to go wherever the Lord tells us to go. So the word of God uh, is seed and our heart is like the fresh pot of soil. So even now, the Bible says in uh, Luke 8, 18, it says, pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Wow. So those who have ears to hear, my prayer is that we will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and not only hear, but we will act on um, what we hear. We will act on the Word of God. So the Word of God is seed and the Word of God will produce after its own kind. The seed is within itself, we read in Genesis 1.11. So a seed, an apple tree will produce an apple, an apple seed will produce an apple 
tree, right? But this is where we have to learn to be patient also, okay? We have to be learn to be patient with ourselves, and we definitely have to learn to be patient with others because during the time that that seed is planted in the ground, we know even in the natural, it's going to take some time. But how many of you know that a sheep can only hide in wolf clothing? I mean, a wolf can only hide in sheep clothing for so long. Eventually, it's going to grow and it's going to manifest and we're going to be able to see if it, what kind of tree it is by the fruit that it's bearing, right? Jesus tells us this. He said, out of a good tree, let's see if we can find it. An evil tree cannot bear good fruit and a good tree cannot bear evil fruit, right? A good tree, why is this? A good tree that has, it's the seed, it's the seed that determines the kind of tree, right? It's the seed that determines the kind kind of tree. So we're going to know what type of spirit or if this is a true prophet, a false prophet, or or if this is a true believer or not a true believer. We're going to be able to tell by the kinds of fruit it bears. Jesus never said that we would know them by how well they preach, teach, sing, how often they go to church. He didn't say any of those things. He said the way we're going to know them is by the fruit that they bear. Why is this? Because the, the seed is within itself. And if the seed is from God, it's going to bring forth good fruit because God is good. But if the seed does not come from God, it's not going to bring forth good fruit because the fruit, the seed is not from God. So he said a tree, an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit and a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. In other words, the fruit is known, the tree is known by the fruit it bears, And the believer is known by the way, by the life we live. Um, The word of God is, when we put the word of God in us, that's what's going to change us. So this is what happens when the seed is, uh, when we become born again, okay, and we confess it with our mouth and we believe it in our heart, God plants his seed into us. Uh, you know, we receive it, okay? Like Mary said, let it be done unto me. And then he put Jesus on the inside of the womb, okay? So when the seed is planted into us, now we're born again, okay? So now what? Now that we're born again, now what? Now we have to, uh, do, go on, move on from that, and we have to spend time renewing our mind, right? The seed is planted in the soil, but now we have to spend time renewing our mind. Remember Romans 12, 1 and 2? In order to grow and bear fruit, we have got to renew our mind. We cannot change our lifestyle without sowing the Word of God into our hearts. When we plant God's Word into our heart, his fruit will begin to manifest in our life, right? Think about this. So when we plant plant an apple seed in the ground, the apple seed is going to produce an apple tree. It's going to produce a tree and it's going to have, the fruit is going to be an apple because the seed is within itself and it's going to produce after its own kind. I guess I'm saying all this to say, that the issues that are in our life is coming from those seeds that's being sown inside. So if we want to change our behavior, we're going to have to sow some new seeds. We're going to have to replace 
Uh, we're gonna have to pluck up some things and allow the Holy Spirit to dig out some things. And this is why this is why we have to come to this place where we can see ourselves, so we can be delivered from those things that's in us or coming out of us that's not like Him, that's contrary to who He is. Now, there's no condemnation because change is a process, and a lot of times we don't understand when we don't understand the process of change, we become frustrated with other people' behaviors. We become frustrated with our own behaviors. Because when we become born again for real, it bothers us when we're living contrary to what the Word of God says. It should bother us. If our heart is not hard, that's why when we hear the Word, and if it's a word of correction, no matter what it is, we need to be quick to do what it says. Because when we don't do what the Word says, then we're being disobedient. Delayed obedience is disobedience. How many of you know that? The word of God tells us that it's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. So he said, therefore, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. A hearer of the word is when we sit up and we listen to the word, Facebook, live, YouTube, Christian channel, whatever. When we Like now, we're hearing the word. Okay, so we're hearing the word and that's good because faith comes by hearing. But we can't stop there. Now we must act on this word that we're hearing. And the word that we're hearing is, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. And as we begin Romans 12, 1 and 2, so, uh, um, by the renewing of the mind, then when we renew our mind, we will know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives. How many of you know people are going around trying to find themselves? What they call it is, I'm trying to find myself. No, it's not about us trying to find ourselves. Really what they're saying is, I'm trying to figure out what my purpose is in life. If we want to know what our purpose is in life, why not go back to the original manufacturer? Because God has the blueprints to our lives. And Jesus is constantly, he's telling us, he said, seek and you shall find, knock the door shall be open. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Why? Because the provisions are in the will. And as we begin to seek God through his word, through delighting ourselves in his word, uh, by being doers of his word, as being pursuit of his word, that's when we're going to find our plan, our purpose, and our purpose in life. We cannot know what God's purpose for our lives is without knowing what the word of God is. We cannot know God's good, acceptable, and perfect plan and perfect will for our lives without renewing our mind. Because when we get born again, our spirit got saved, but our mind did not. This is where the warfare is going on in the mind. Because we're not taking time out to renew our mind and we're scattered and we're all over the place and we're in conflict and we're miserable. And it's all because we're not renewing our mind. And then when we renew our mind, we have to act on what we hear in order to receive the manifestation of the promise. So it's in Luke 6, 45, where Jesus said, the good person of the good treasure of his heart produces good. Why? Because there's a good seed that's being planted. And the evil person of the evil tree produce evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth is speaking. So I say once again, like I always do, if we want to know what's in our heart, listen to what's coming out of our mouth. If you want to know what your heart is full of, listen to what's coming out of your mouth. There's no condemnation. Because the key to changing this is renewing our mind by the word of God. And then acting on, we got to act on it. It's not enough just to go to church. 
It's not enough just to sit and listen to Facebook Live. It's not enough. We have to do the purpose of hearing the word really is to instruct us and to teach us how to live righteously. So when we're hearing it, when you hear the word, look for the verb. (laughs) When we hear the word, look for the action verb because the verb is going to be the key to doing what the scripture says. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So I'm I'm hearing that scripture. So it said, okay, so that means I have to do what I hear. Not only do I have to do what I hear, but I have to do what I know. For him that know it to do good, for him is sin if I don't do what I know. Because when we don't do what we know, are we not still being rebellious? There's no condemnation. What I'm trying to get us to see here is really talking about the process of transformation because without renewing our mind, we cannot bear any kind of fruit. Um, So this is why it's so important that we get in the word of God for ourselves and not live off vitamin supplements. If you guys heard my last podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. Living off of other people's revelation knowledge. God wants to give you a word. How many of you know that God wants to give you a word? And if we will get in that word and if we're hunger and thirst after righteousness, God will give us a word from his word. So Proverbs 8.13 English Standard Version says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the way of evil, and perverted speech. He said he hates, right? So um, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And the reason we're still practicing evil and the reason we're still doing evil things is because we haven't learned to hate it yet. There's no condemnation of reverence, reverence, the fear, the fear of the Lord, the fear. Fear means reverence. Um, think about this. Some of us, there's just some things that we won't say or do in front of our parents because of the respect we have for them, right? And it should be the same way for our Heavenly Father. But how many of you know that God sees everything? There's no condemnation. I'm just trying to bring it to a place where we can see what I'm saying. We have. I want you to be able to see what I'm saying, okay? Not just hear what I'm saying. Father, help us to not just hear what you're saying, but to see what you're saying. The same way we have reverence and respect for our earthly, natural parents, and the same way we want our children to have respect for us, is the same way our Heavenly Father wants us to have fear or reverence and respect for Him. When we have respect for God, who's good, we'll hate what's evil. Isn't that why we don't do certain things? You know what? I, I, I remember I wouldn't cuss around my mom. I wouldn't drink around my mom. Why? Because I had reverence and respect for her. You know, before I became a believer, I wouldn't do that. Not just to my mom, but older people, I wouldn't cuss around them. I didn't feel comfortable. What was I doing? I was showing, I had reverence and respect for them. And you know what? That's how, but hey, really God was there. It, I mean, that's the one I really should be doing it for, right? When we learn to hate evil, I'm finna tell you, because to hate evil, when we, the more we learn to love God, the more we'll learn to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is hate to hate evil, to hate what's evil. Having reverence for God, having respect for God will cause us to hate those things that's contrary to God. Right? Hate what's evil, the Bible says, but cling to what's good. Right? So the reason we don't, we're still practicing a lot of evil, there's no condemnation, is because we need to have a greater reverence for the Lord. When you respect someone, there's just certain things you won't do and say around them. When you respect someone, there's a lot of evil things that you won't do and say around them because of your respect for them, right? A reverence for the Lord, having a healthy fear of the Lord. God says pride and arrogance 
in the in the way of evil and perverted speech. He said, I hate that. Why? Because all those things are contrary to who he is. He don't hate the person, but he hates it when we're prideful and arrogant, thinking that we can lean to our own understanding, thinking that we can figure out things without him. That's being prideful and arrogant. God, you stay over here. I got this. But the truth of the matter is a lot of us don't know how to do what he say. We're not going to know how to do what he say if we don't get in his word to read what he said. How many of you know that's true? We have to read what the word of God is saying. We have to renew our mind before we can know his good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And this is why the devil wants to keep us away from the word. The word of God, it will help us to keep our lives pure. God and his word is one. Remember, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh, and the world dwelt among men, right? The word of God, who is God, he will help us to keep our lives pure. Psalms 119 and 11, English Standard says, how can a young man keep his way pure? How can we keep our lives holy? How can we keep our lives pure? It says, by guarding it according to your word. So this is how we distinguish too and discern what the, the difference between right and wrong, good and evil. Just like I said earlier, isn't this what we're trying to teach our children and our grandchildren? The difference between right and wrong and good and evil. Because when we uh, keep the way, when we um, guard our ways according to God's word, we're going to be measuring what we're saying and what we're doing to the word. But once again, we have to know what the word says, right? So I challenge you because the Bible is a big book. And that's another reason people don't like to read it because they don't know where to start. I always tell people start with you. You know why? Because we're the main subject of our own life story and nobody can change us, but, but God, and that's if we're lot with, we will allow him to do so. So we have to uh, resist, uh, Yield ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And then and only then can we resist the devil because we can't walk with the, in agreement with the devil and resist the devil at the same time. Satan cannot cast out Satan, okay, because there will be a kingdom divided against himself, right? So and every time we say yes to what God wants, we say no to what the devil wants. We, can, we, we see that, right? So the way we keep ourselves pure is by... Uh, the uh, young man keeps his way pure is by guarding it according to the word. What, in other words, what does God's word say about this situation? What does God's word say about this decision I'm getting ready to make? What does God's word says about me sleeping with this girl? Oops, forgive me. You know, I'm just saying the way we keep our lives pure is by guarding it or comparing it to the word of God. God the word of God is our standard. That's why we can't judge other people. Because imperfect people can't judge other people. Now we can, um, we're called to be fruit inspectors, not judge. And even with that, anytime God shows us something, it's always to redeem the person. God is a God of redemption. Even when he corrects us, it's all because he loves us. So I like to say when God is chastising me, it's because he's loving me. So the word of God will help us to keep our lives pure, right? How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to the word, measuring it, everything according to the word. Proverbs 8, 13 NLT says, who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. So once again, he's saying he who fears the Lord hates evil. Okay, so to fear the Lord is to hate evil. Because we can't have it both ways. I can't love evil 
and love God too because they're contrary to each other. There's no condemnation because in order to uh, uh, love God like God loves you, we're going to have to spend time in his word because God and his word is one. This is why the devil is fighting so hard to keep us from the word because it's the word of God that sets us free. Remember, he told his disciples, he said, if you continue my word, you are my disciple indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So change is a process because in order for transformation to come, we have to renew our mind. But this is why Jesus said, continue. If you are my disciples, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples, a follower of Jesus Christ. Indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. How many? What? Uh, what? Look at those areas in your life where you're not free. Look at those areas in your life where there's strongholds, addictions, bondage. Uh, those areas in your life where we say, look at those issues in your life. We need to look at the issues in our lives. Are the areas in our lives that we need to be delivered and set free from? So this is why I say we are the main subject of our life story. We cannot bear fruit if we're not um, willing to get put the word of God on the inside of us. And as we begin to put the word of God inside of us concerning patience, peace, as we begin to live in line with the word of God, it's going to begin to produce the fruit of God. We have to plant the seed of God, which is the word of God in our heart in order to, for it to grow and manifest fruit in our lives. The fruits of the spirit, patience, love, kind, gentleness. God is love. Right? He said, the way you'll know my disciples is by the love that they have one for another. God is love. And for us to say we love God, we have to love like God. We have to love people like who we can't see the way God loves others. So um, in order to bear fruit, we have to we have to have a seed. We know this in the natural. If you don't plant an apple seed, right now I'm not looking in my backyard for any types of vegetation. You want to know why? I'm not looking for any kind of fruit. You want to know why? Because there was no seeds planted. And when we don't plant the word of God into our heart, seeds are being planted though. The devil is sowing his seeds. Every area in our lives that's contrary to the word of God is a seed that is a weed that the enemy has planted into our lives. We need to dig up those weeds we need to dig up those things in our lives, dig up those per- those things uh, that's about us that's contrary to what God is saying. Be you trans, be not conformed to the world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to renew our mind to the Word of God before we can live like God. So there's no condemnation, but we need to start it today. So our lifestyle is not contrary to what God's Word says. We, we cannot change our lifestyle without sowing the word of God into our hearts. Romans 12, 1 and 2. What's in us is coming out of us. For the seed is within itself and it's producing after its own kind. So like I said earlier, if we're acting negative, that's because we're, we're thinking negative. We allow the devil to come in and throw, throw some negative thoughts in our mind. So what we have to do is cast down those evil imaginations and begin to say what God says. This is why I say this is really a spiritual warfare. But if we, the, if the word of God is our weapon, it's called the sword of the spirit. But if we don't know what the word of God is saying, we cannot use it as our weapon. So it's kind of like being in a battle with no weapon. It's, uh, we can't, we can't uh, fight a battle without a weapon. It says, with my lips, I declare the, Lord, the rules of the Lord of my mouth. 
in the way of your testimony I delight as much as in all your riches I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways I will delight in your statutes and I will not forget your word so we need to delight ourselves in the word we need to delight ourselves in the word we didn't need to delight ourselves in the word so we won't forget what the word of God is saying we need to meditate on God's word day and night. How many of you know that when we meditate, it says meditate to do. When we meditate, that's why they call certain murders premeditation because they had time to think about it before they did it. They actually thought about it. They planned it out. They, you know, this was calculating. They knew what they were doing. They was in the right mind when they decided to do. They had time enough not to do this because they had to think about it before they did it. It's called premeditation, right? So the Bible says meditate to do. If we meditate on the word of God, eventually we will do it. Meditate to do, right? When we meditate on it, we will eventually do it. Meditate on God's word day and night. Meditate on it. Think about it. Meditate on the word of God. Day and night. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blesses the one who delights in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. Meditating on God's word would give us greater understanding of what God, what God wants from us, thereby providing you with guidance. We cannot um, know where we're going or what we're doing without the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we're trying to find our way without the way. I don't even know Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. But if we're not spending time in God's word, we're not going to know where we're going. We're not going to know what we're doing. Um, the word of God is a light into our it's a light into our path, and it's a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Why is this? Because the word of God is going to show us what it's going to guide us into the way God is trying to lead us how can we know where we're going or what we're doing if we don't know what God's word says the word of God is going to keep us from wandering the word of God keeps us from wandering just wandering aimlessly in life not having a purpose because a man without a vision just cast off restraints and he just run wild he's just doing everything his hands is in everything because he don't know what he's supposed to be doing So he's just wandering aimlessly, getting up every day, feeling like he has no sense of purpose. Because the word of God, having God's word in our heart, it keeps us um, from wandering. Um, Psalms 119 and 10 says, with my whole heart, I seek, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commands. So the God and his word is one. Therefore, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he has promised to direct your path. God is going to direct our path by way of his word or by by way of his will, because God is never going to tell you to do something. He's never going to tell us to do anything that's contrary to who he is. 
God is love. God is good. God is patient. God is kind. He's not going to say, hey, go over there and be with this married man. I know you're married. I'm, oops, did I say that? Yes. I have to say things like this because I know this is something that everyone can identify with. There's no condemnation, but um, I'm just using this for an example to help us to understand and know that anything that's contrary to the word of God is not God. Go over there and steal that loaf of bread, you know. Go do this. Go over here and manipulate this person. God would never tell you to do things like that because that's contrary to who he is. So the word of God will lead us. It will guide us into everything that's true. The Holy Spirit, that's his job. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will leave you a comforter. And he will lead you. He will teach you. He will guide you. He's going to guide us into everything that's true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So in order to quit this wandering, trying to find ourselves, living lives with no purpose, because we don't understand what God's good plan and purpose is for our lives, simply because we have not renewed our mind. We ha- it doesn't, you can't live off the gift, okay? The gift comes from God. We have to put the word of God in us. God used the donkey, okay? So if we would yield, God will speak through us. But we have to renew our mind in order to be led by the Spirit of God and in order to use our word as our weapon of warfare when the enemy comes to try to take our mind. So we have a lot of gifted people because the gifts and callings from, come from God. But if we have no word, this is why I say we have to have character to go with the call. Because after we preach to others, the Apostle Paul says, I myself become a castaway. That's why it's not good that you, many should want to be teachers. Because in order to instruct others, you must first teach yourself. Lest after you preach and teach to others, you yourself become a castaway. You end up doing the same thing that you told someone else not to do. This is why we need character. Because character is going to sustain us, the characteristics of Christ, having the fear of God in us, reverence for God. When we have reverence for God, you know when the Bible says things like, wives, submit yourself unto us as unto the Lord. It's talking about do it for the Lord. In other words, it's not based upon what they said or did or didn't do. I need you to do this because I said to do it. I need you not to, I need you to bless those that curse you. Because I asked you to do it. Do it. Would you do it for me, Pearlie? Would you do it for me? Because if you, if you, if they curse you and you curse back at them, then that's not doing, that's not unto me. You're doing what you want to do. But if you can bless those that curse you, when you can bless those that speak evil against you, but I'm doing it as unto the Lord. Everything that we do, our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. That's how we prove to him that we love him. It's through our actions, our our obedience. It's through our obedience to him. It's not just about doing a bunch of works. When you find a word, look for the verb. Because the verb that's in the word, that's the works that go with that verb, that word. You see, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Okay, so what's my part in there? To be willing and obedient. In other words, I have to be doing what God say do. Because when I'm not doing what God say do, then I'm doing what the enemy say do. And there's no blessing in doing what the devil wants. That's the curse. But when we're doing willing and obedient and we're doing what God asks us to do, then that's when the blessings come. Because every time when we do what God say do, we are abiding in the vine. 
He said he's the he's the um he's the branch and where the no he's the vine and we're the branch, right? He's the branch and we're the vines. And with and, the, and we cannot produce fruit without him. Let me find that verse. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. John 15 and 5. It tells us, I am the branch, the vine, and you are the branches. Right? And so when we disconnect from Christ and we backslide or we walk away or we're just trying to live life without finding out what the words say. Do you know that when we don't know what God's words say, that we're doing what we want to do? Or we're doing what the devil say? And that's living life without Jesus Christ. That's living life without him. But how can we know what we're supposed to be doing? How can we know where we're supposed to be going if we're not getting in God's word to see what he's saying? What is God's word to you? It's good that we listen to other people, but what is God saying to you? He wants us to get in here and eat. He wants us to get in here and eat. The word of God is food. It's spiritual food. The same way we're committed to our physical exercise, it, it profits little, okay? Because this body is going to die and decay. And don't get me wrong, we need it because we need to take care of, our, of his temple. But we need to be exercising, you know, being doers of the word of God. Because some people spend all their time fixing on their natural body and they don't even have time for their spiritual health. Uh, we're spending all this time taking care of just natural natural health, our natural health, but we don't have time. We don't. We're not concerned about our spiritual health. And at the end of the day, there's, that's good. We need a boat. But what I'm saying is, the same way we take care of our natural health is the same way we have to be attentive to our spiritual health by spending time with the Word of God. Um, Jesus tells us in John 15 and 5. Let me see. English Standard. He said, I am, remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branch. The one who remains in me, and I in him, will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that's thrown away and withered. And this is what happens when we detach, when we're not connected to the to the uh, vine. Without, when we're doing our own thing, we have this. We're, we're, we're detached from Christ, and the, and that's why we're not bearing fruit. You know, we've been saved fifty years and we're not bearing any fruit. There's no. Hold on, wait a minute. There's no condemnation in it. I'm just trying to tell you why we're not able to bear fruit. Because if we remain in him, he said, and I, he'll remain in us, just as no branch can bear fruit by itself. If we go out here and break off a tr- uh, 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 the, the, tr- the branch from the apple tree, we break off a whole branch. That It's going to die because it has to be connected to the vine so it can receive its water, its food, and everything else to live. And that's how we are. When we're not acknowledging God in all our ways and we're just out here doing our own thing and we're saying, no, I don't have time for the word. What are you saying? What are you doing? What are we doing? And we have, when we do not acknowledge God in all our ways, so he can direct our path. When we do not acknowledge God in all our ways, we ignore, ignore God in all our ways. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. 
you know there's no condemnation in it. Just just stay right here because we're going to get free today. But when we don't acknowledge God in all our ways, we ignore God in all our ways. And so when we ignore God, this is what he called being prideful and arrogant. Because what we're saying is, God, I got this. I don't have time for you. I don't have time for the word. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to give it to you the way he gave it to me. Time is running out. And I don't have a bunch of theological, theological, no big words, okay? I want to say it so everybody can understand it. I want to say it so a child can listen to this podcast and understand what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, a lot of people don't have time for the word. They don't, they only have time to listen to a podcast. They're so busy. I'll wait till later on. No, you need the word right now. What are you doing? If, okay, so if you're waiting, I, well, that's good. Does that mean you're spending time, your quiet time, some alone time with the Lord? So you run all your day with no word. And at the end of the day, you say, I'm going to sit down and listen to it. So what was you doing the rest of the day? Was you? There's no condemnation. All I'm saying is the same way we eat natural food, that's how we have to eat spiritual food. And we have to sense and know the urgency of the word of God because when we stray away from the word of God we stray away through, it's the cares of the world the devil wants us to believe that's what's going on around us is more important than the God that's inside of us because he knows that if I can take a, if I can get you caught up in what's going on in the world then you won't have time for the word and that's how he steals stuff that's how he steals the word for us that's how we love the world. When we start loving the world, then we lose our love for the Father. And that's how we lose our spiritual appetite. The love of the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, these things, the cares of the world, the dece- these things are, take the, are, are set to design by the enemy to distract us, to take our focus off of, the God, uh, off of our God who gives us everything that we need. We have to get put God first in the morning before we start our day. Let's remember to stop, drop, and pray. If nothing else, Lord, show me what it is you want me to do. Here I am, Father. And we do need to spend some time in his word because God and his word is one. And when we do not make time for God's word, we do not make time for God. When we say, and, and I see this, people are so frustrated because they're just trying to figure it all out. And when you say, and when you begin to give them the word, they'll be like, well, I know, but I'm not there yet. Yes, but God is trying to get us there. He's trying, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is this is the, the word of God has a solution to, for your problem. Cast your cares upon the Lord because this is what the devil is using to try to overwhelm us. He's trying to put all these cares and he wants us to be distracted by the children. He wants us to be distracted by the finances. He wants us to be distracted by the corona. He wants us to be distracted by the news. He wants us to be distracted by everything around us so we won't have time to set our focus and our mind on the word of God, the will of God, and the way of God. But whatever we do, we're going to have to shut some things out, shut some things off, so we can just dedicate ourselves to the Lord. If you have to, put that phone on do not disturb. Put, put the ringer on silence. And you and God just get together before you go. Where am I going? Remember when we, when, I, when we were small, how we couldn't just run out the front door and do what we wanted to do? We had to stop and ask our parents for permission. Well, this is what God wants. He said, unless we come 
uh, as a child, we cannot see the enter into the kingdom of God. He wants us to come to him like a child. He wants us to see him as our father and with a child. Some, you know, when we see ourselves as being grown, we sometimes we feel alone. Because when we see ourselves as being grown, we don't feel like we have a right to call our parents for help or anyone for help. I'm grown. We think that's being grown. But God is saying, I want you to come to me. Remember the same way you used to ask your parents for permission to do what you wanted to do? That's the same way I want you to come to me as a child. Acknowledge me. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me in all your ways. And I will direct your path. I will direct your day. And guess what? When we do what God asks us to do for that day, we have fulfilled God's will for our lives for that day. Jesus said, look, take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. So what is Jesus saying? I need you to seek me for today. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all those other things that the devil wants us to be in pursuit of, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the cars, the job, the money, the women, all those things. He said, I'm going to add it unto you because while you're pursuing after me, these these things are going to be, they're going to overtake you because what you don't realize is that the provisions are in the will of God. When you get in the will of God, it's not going to be work. You're going to be able to rest. The children of Israel cannot enter into the promised land. They could not enter into God's rest because of doubt and unbelief. Is your doubt keeping you out? Doubt kills our peace and doubt is contrary to faith. Doubt keeps us from having peace. Doubt keeps us from being able to rest in God because doubt is opposite to faith. Because when we're not believing God, we're doubting God. And so we cannot enter in to God's rest, to God's place of peace. We can't enter in because of doubt and unbelief. So Jesus said, I am, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches, and those who remain in me and I am in them, we're going to produce much fruit. So if we want to produce fruit in our lives, if we want to be fruitful, if we want to be what the world calls successful, but we're talking about being spiritually fruitful, Um, in the things of God, if we want to see patience, gentleness, kindness, if we want to see the word of God manifesting in our lives, we're going to have to stay connected to the vine. Because apart from Jesus Christ, we can do absolutely nothing. So today, my challenge for you today, because see, today is a new day. That's why there's no condemnation, because see, today is a new day. And today we get to do what God says. So today, whatever parts of this word has ministered to you, have caused the light to come on, then that's the part, that's the, find the verb in the word. Find the verb, find the action verb in the word, and that's your part. That's the part that we do, because a lot of times we don't know how to add works to our faith. So the, when you God gives you a word, find the verb. Whatever word God has given you today, find the verb, and that's what you do. And when we do the verb, then we have done what God said. Now, once we've done our part, we're going to see the promise of God manifesting in our life. A lot of times when the promises of God are not being manifested, it's because we're not doing our part because it's never on God. I want some, I want to stop and I want to say this. God is good and every good and perfect gift comes from him. There's no strings attached to the gifts that come from God. It's not going to leave you feeling and thinking and believing that you owe him anything. 
There's no strings attached. But we owe God our life. We owe him everything. But a gift, when it comes from God, there's not going to be strings attached to it. Because when the gifts come and they have strings attached to it, those are manipulative gifts. That's not a good gift. When someone give you something and then they come back and say, well, remember I did this, 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 this for you. That gift they gave you was not a good gift because it had strings attached to it. I don't know why I'm going there, but someone needs it. But I want to say this because I want to end it here. I want to say to you that God didn't do it. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. And some of you have turned your heart on God because of the hardships you had in life. And you didn't know that the devil existed because I didn't know the devil existed when I didn't know Christ. But God tells us, Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, that he's a good shepherd. and He come that we might have life and life more abundantly. But he said it's the thief that comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. So if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, just know it's not God. Don't blame God. Whatever you do, don't blame God. Because when we blame God for evil, what people tend to do is they tend to harden their heart and they become angry at God. And when we do that, we definitely cannot bear fruit because that's not good soil. The good ground is the ground that bear, bear good fruit. The good ground heart is the heart that's uh, it's, it's pure. It's a heart that says, God, whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. The good ground heart is a surrendered heart. And when God plants his seed in a good ground heart, it's going to spring up and it's going to bring about fruit. Let's see this real quick. I'm running out of time here from the parable of the sower. If you guys get time, read the parable of the sower. Um, Luke 8, um, 11 through 15. That's one of the parable of the sower from the book of Luke. It says, um, I'm reading 14. Luke 8, 14, I'm going to have to hurry and get off. He says, the seeds that fell among the thorns represents those who hear the message. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they're ne- they never grow into maturity. And that's why people just constantly stuck. You'd be like, hold on, we just talked about this last week. What happened? Well, since last week, the cares of the world then came back in and it's done drowned it out the word. And now it's, and we're still stuck. We're still stuck as babies. I know a lot of babies, people have been saved 30, 40 years, and they're still babies. There's no condemnation, but I'm telling you, this is what's going on. We're hearing the word. We're, we've been in church 30 years, and there's no growth. Well, it's always a heart condition. The condition of our heart has to do with everything as to how we receive the word of God. It's a, the word of God is a seed. And when the seed comes forth, one person sitting next to you, they're screaming and shouting and they're getting revelation and another one sitting next to you and they don't understand nothing. It's a heart condition. The condition of our heart determines how we receive the word of God. So here, the seeds that fell among the thorns, that's a thorny heart. Those who hear the message, but they don't, uh, but quickly... But, the, uh, but quickly, the cares of the world. How many of you are being overwhelmed by the cares of the world? How many of you? That's what Satan wants to do. He wants to put the cares of the world on us so he can steal the word. And the seeds that fell on good ground were still in Luke. Luke, talking about the parable of the sower. Luke 8, we're on Luke 8 and 15. We're, we're, on the top, we're talking about bearing fruit. God wants us to be fruitful because when people can see the fruit, that's when they're drawn. That brings glory to our father. And that's when it draws people to Christ. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men. My time is running out. 
Uh, Matthew, uh, Luke 8, 15. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word. They cling to it and they patiently produce a huge harvest. This is why we have to let patience have its perfect work. So we don't give up on the promise and we don't come up off the word. But uh, again, no condemnation, but in order to bear fruit in our lives, we have to renew our mind and we have to become doers of the word and not hearers only. When you read the word, look for the verb and that's our work. Let's make sure we do what it says. For it's the do of the word is blessed, not the hearer only. It brings our Father great pleasure when we bear fruit. And I'm getting ready to end it here. And it also is the word of God. It purifies our mind when we obey God's truth. Because every time we do what the word of God says, we're saying no to what the devil wants. I'm going to end it here. My prayer is, Father, that you just give us a hunger and a desire for the things of the world. Uh, for your word and we repent father for being carried away by the cares of the world um father god we just thank you right now that your word will not return void but it will accomplish when to it is sent to those that are listening and it will bring forth fruit 50 100 fold father and we give you the glory we give you the honor we thank you father that we are fruitful because we are not just hearers but we are doers of your word. We thank you for your wisdom, giving us wisdom to know how to do it. Help us to find the verb in your word, Father, so we can become doers of your word, adding faith, adding works to our faith. In Jesus' name, I'm ending it here. You guys, again, this is Pearly Martin. Our biblical principles for inner healing. I pray that has been a blessing to you all. So please share this word. If you know someone that's struggling and needing answers, just simply share the podcast. You got a family loved one that's not saved and you don't know how to say it, share the podcast. Um, Let's help spread the gospel throughout the world. I believe that with every fiber of my being, that this is definitely a vehicle and a source and a means to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is a good news, which is the good, good news. Um, when Christ is lifted up, he draws all men unto himself. You guys, um, follow me on Facebook at, at Pearly Martin Podcast. Join the prayer room. My Facebook page is Rap Time Martin. You guys send me a, fr- a friend request. And you guys keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. You guys can support my podcast by going to anchor.fm. Arthur Pearlie Martin, hit on the support button. Leave me a message, a prayer request. I'll get, I'll click on it and we, uh, we'll pray over it. And um, you guys keep looking for the good in your day. So you see God's goodness all throughout your day. And I, once again, my prayer is that our saliva glands would just run. We will be so hungry for the word of God that nothing or no Bible sermon, no YouTube video, nothing will be able to take the place of our personal time with the Lord. And I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed. Be encouraged. Uh, Once again, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Mm